Not sure if many of you know, but we do have a virtual tier within the Design Coven, virtual pro member tier, which includes three virtual meetings a month where we set intentions. We do group coaching. So bring all your questions. We answer those questions and you get to learn from other people going through the same struggles as you. We also do a business practice meeting. So we'll have somebody on to share a business practice that we can all benefit from. And then we also do a product training. So getting a sustainable, eco-friendly line to come on and share who they are so that we can be supported with other like-minded businesses. And if you're not quite ready for pro, you can always join our free community where you will connect with other like-minded holistic interior designers. You don't have to be an interior designer if you are kind of just dabbling or you're aspiring or you're looking into this field. We invite everybody from all journeys and you don't, again, have to be a designer. You don't have to have a degree. We're just a beautiful community of like-minded people looking to create healing spaces, not just for ourselves, but for our clients and future clients. Come join us at designcoven.com forward slash join. You're listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. This is a podcast that guides you as a new or inspiring independent interior designer navigating your entrepreneurial path. Here with my over 20 years experience, I will share my holistic approach to design with intention and ancient practices, including feng shui, all incorporating mind, body, and spirit into my design projects. You will also learn from seasoned interior designers as they give strategies and insight of how they built their businesses and continue to work in the field. Together, we will discover supportive trade partners, new ideas, creatives, and inspiring artists from around the world. I'm your host, Rachel Lorraine Crawford. Hello there. Welcome back to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. And we have Josh Kimball on with us today. I'm super excited. We're going to talk a bit about kitchen design, um, food, and music, and all those (laughs) beautiful things. Welcome, Josh. Alrighty, so let me go ahead and set our space. I'm going to go ahead and light our candle here. Um, just setting intention of connection and creativity and all those beautiful things. Being present and mindful. And the deck I'm pulling from the Radiant Crystal deck. So we are going to pull a crystal, see what we've got. Okay. Fidget here for us. Ooh, Labradorite. Strength, transformation, and intuition. Oh. This is one of my favorite crystals. This is um, opening up that third eye. It's uh, connected to Scorpio, which I know you're a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the affirmation here is I welcome transformation uh, into my life. So we've got some beautiful transformation going on. Labradorite is one of those crystals where it's all, it's about, um, you know, believing in the unseen. Um, magic, mystery, all of those delicious things. That sounds fun. Yeah, I love it. I did a, um, I designed a, a theater and at the bar we had a Labradorite wall. It was just a huge slab of Labradorite and then mm-hmm. we, we did the wall backslash and on the countertop. It was just it's stunning because it's got like these flashes um, and you can only see them in different angles. It was really cool. Oh, Very nice. That, is that in San Diego? Yeah. Yeah, it's an Encinitas. It's cool. Yeah, super rad. All right, Josh, what hey. what is uh, what's home for you? 
what's home what's home uh, i think i feel most at home when when i can feel like the the love and energy from my family and friends mm-hmm. or or even sometimes i'm i'm at home in the kitchen sometimes most of the time actually but um <laughs> but i feel <laughs> you know home like building a home like even if it's in my studio or something like that it's like comfort yeah. and there's maybe some always some like drinks at my disposal or food i can snack on or make for somebody or and then also mm-hmm. also just making hospitality happen in the home even yeah. if it's hospitality for your own family i think people take that for granted sometimes that you're supposed to be hospitable to your own family members you know um, whether it's kids or parents or spouses or whatever um mm-hmm. yeah because sometimes i feel like people are more hospitable to their pets than their their family sometimes absolutely <laughs> i love yeah. that you pointed that out um you know just even even in making our you know our dinners our family dinners mm-hmm. and and you know presenting it in a way for our own family um, yeah it's huge That's yeah yeah i mean it's 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 since it's it's like what i do for work um mm-hmm. i i I don't, I don't think i would expect anyone else in the family to make a, a dinner for me or something like that like I, i i expect to come and make it so if it is already made or whatever or if somebody wants to help then that's that's a bonus yeah. for 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 home for me feeling at home you know um i'm obviously coming home tired from events or whatever but um i yeah. actually enjoy cooking and making stuff and even cleaning up the, the mess for for the family because um it's my part you know it's my mm-hmm. it's my piece of this puzzle kind of i guess mm-hmm. in a certain way because i mean not just not only for the fact that i'm like quote unquote better at doing it but it's more like yeah. i can also teach them i can also show them that it's a you know look i'm i'm tired but i'm doing this and i like it yeah. you know what i mean it brings me joy it brings me joy and i think it brings peace into the house too because you know it, it can be a little chaotic if you don't know how to cook in the kitchen or if you make a mess and right. don't know how to clean it yeah. it create it creates more chaos <laughs> that's like a me in bit. the kitchen <laughs> yeah sure i mean it's that's kind of normal though like people forget to do things here and there and it, mess, it creates other chaos moments but i think since i know what i'm doing i can lessen that chaos mm-hmm. a little bit and i'm and i'm mm-hmm. trying to like lessen my own chaos so yeah i think it's helpful to do that for the family too and that's a form of hospitality beautiful i love it so tell us um your origin story getting into the world of food and music and how all that really oh man um okay so <laughs> i i think that i just think that um my family on the, the mexican side of my family is very sing songy in the kitchen and mm. stuff like that always mm-hmm. scoring up as with i mean i guess any any ethnicity or any family could do that but um i, I only know mine so yeah. uh, uh there's always singing in the kitchen and, and or music playing and dancing while they're cooking and stuff like that and i think that i didn't realize it till later but that that really stuck with me for mm. for uh enjoying enjoying food or meals or parties or anything like that right. because there's always like music blaring or or singing or dancing um with that and i think that helped me enjoy the food more and mm. um build more experiential memories of, of of a dish even if it's just like a you know street food or or you know right. lowly food or whatever it's like those 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 things that become comfort foods become come from maybe maybe family traditions whether whether good or bad and right. um so that stuck with me for food and then you know after kind of later in high school i started a band with a bunch of friends from the from the school and you know we would we eventually ended up on tour on the road and you know we were, we didn't have money to go out to eat all the time so i, I would end up cooking at the at people's houses or parties or oh whatever oh my gosh okay Very yeah cool. yeah so like barbecues or whatever the case may be um just 
just because we had to eat. So, um, yeah. you know, if we stayed at someone's house, they also didn't have a lot of money. So they're like, hey, well, I'll go get some hamburgers or chicken or whatever. And uh, so I would end up on the grill or in the kitchen or always helping clean up. So it just, but it brought back fond memories of, of growing up in the kitchen kind of mm -hmm. alongside mm -hmm. like grandparents who were always, you know, mostly retired and cooking and because they're trying to feed a whole big family all the time. But, right. right. So that stuck with, and then of course, between, between music tours or whatever, it's like uh, the food service industry and hospitality industry always has jobs available for any level of talent, you know, so dishwashing, busboy, server, yeah. barista, bartender, bar all this kind of stuff. So I did all of it. Yeah. And because um, I could hold a job for, you know, whatever time between going on the road again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I just kept liking it and doing more stuff and learning more things and going to school for it. And uh, so between that and figuring out that I actually like cooking and enjoy it mm -hmm. and doing stuff like that, I started consulting and you know helping other people okay. with menus or recipes or just working in other people's kitchens and then it was it was uh it was fun and then by the time by the time we ended up getting married um lisa and i her college roommate had started this this nonprofit org in san francisco to help previously incarcerated youth get jobs in the restaurant okay. industry and we're like whoa that's crazy and so my wife being a therapist and counselor you know, we and her called Jeremy's like, you guys got to come up here and you guys because well, we're, we're in San Diego. And she's oh like, gosh. you got to come up uh -huh. here and help us do this. And we're like, no. And then finally, after like three years, we finally just pulled the plug out down here, took our three babies, went, moved up to San Francisco oh wow. and helped open what this year was old this? school cafe. This must have been 2007 that we did that. OK, um, that we, we moved up there for and we were there for three exact years and uh, we, we built this restaurant training program a full transformed a building into a restaurant like built it with the, with the students um the 16 to 24 wow. year olds foster care kids kids from the neighborhood this um, really impoverished part of the city of mm -hmm. san francisco um basically they helped build the restaurant and that and my job was to just show them all the positions in the industry got it so we'd get them stages at like you know we work at like twitter for a week and google and all the places that are in san francisco we we got them yeah. jobs or or mentors and then whether it's and I know that I knew that not everyone wants to cook or can, uh, right, wanted, right. can get wanted to learn that out because they all have different styles. So mm -hmm. it really helped me develop as a chef and as a as a restaurant builder or whatever that, um, that everybody, everybody, single, every single person is important to building that kitchen and building the, the menu and everything like that, because, you know, we, we need dishes or we can't make food. Yep. We need a menu or we yep. can't sell the food. We need a good hostess or we can't bring people to eat, mm -hmm. you know, good marketing. So all that we were training them on all these things on how to wow, really amazing. make the restaurant successful. Yeah. It was crazy to think about now, now that I talk about it to you, it's like, um, wow, I didn't, I wasn't just training the chefs. I was, you know, we were helping with life coaching and getting them real jobs and in the industry all around the Bay area and stuff like that. So, and, you know, yeah. And just giving them we an came opportunity back. to discover, yeah. right. To discover all these and, different yeah, jobs. And it's still, and, it's and still up and running. It's, yeah, yeah, it's totally cool. It's a totally nonprofit organization, but it's a restaurant and um, they're open, you know, for business still. Um, still to this, they just celebrated 10 year anniversary of being open. Wow. So that's really cool. And some of the what is kids I stay in touch with, Old School Cafe. Okay. Um, so they, they, it's, like a, it's like a like a 40s jazz supper club, Harlem Renaissance kind of place. Um, so oh, live music. Wow. And so there was like people, we were teaching people how to like book book the bands and work with booking agents and stuff like that. So there's, there's live music, 
and um, chef training and bartender training. So like it's the whole nine yards. We got to teach also, but we worked with interior designers and uh, architects to, to build it and to do the whole thing too. So that's that's a, a lot more training, you know, than you get in chef school, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. And then we came back. We came back to San Diego, and there was still more work to do. There's there's still more kids that need help, and so started with another nonprofit down here called Urban Life, and that there's there's okay. a nonprofit here in San Diego, or like Kitchens for Good. So like, just continuing to train, and and because I learn, I learn more from training. I learn from my students, you know, because um, every single person is different. I find some that have similarities to me or, or to other people or whatever, mm. but like I really have to adapt to train multiple students instead of just having like one apprentice or something like that. So it's been it's been fun. And I still continue to work with nonprofits now because I feel like it's important. Absolutely. Yeah. And so now you're, um, can you tell us a bit about your current um, kitchen and what you guys are doing? Yeah, sure. Um, so executive chef at Harvest Kitchen, which is like a boutique catering company. We've got a food truck. We're in San Diego. We moved from Barrio Logan to North County so for more space. But um, we do like, you know, try to try to do as sustainable, as be sustainable as possible with compostable stuff or, you know, kind of that trendy, right. the trendy buzzwords of that because, but it's also actually pretty important <laughs> It's pretty important to Absolutely. us as a company, like grass-fed beef and like using as much organic produce as possible from local farmers as, as much as possible. Um, we really try to, and I really try to train that into my new cooks and chefs and stuff, that why that's important, you know, for not only for the next, next generation, but to just keep the economy alive in San Diego and uh, learning who our, our farmers are or our ranchers or anybody doing our stuff. I mean, anybody working with us, I want to really know them, mm. you know, Especially right. if I'm going to par- partner up with like a beer company for a dinner or a coffee or a liquor company yeah. or anything like that. So we do, it's mainly caterings and like weddings and stuff, but okay. uh, we do lots of fun events. We do a lot of fun events, like big fun events, like music festivals or like corporate, you know, cool. Dr. Bronner's 500 person party or whatever. So we like to have <laughs> fun with it. And then we, and I still make it a point to partner with uh, Kitchens for Good and other nonprofit orgs and just kind of give back in that sense by maybe training their staff to come and you know, do some mm-hmm. classes or whatever. So I still feel like it's really important no matter where I am that to right to be be hospitable, you know, to the community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to bring you on um, to talk about, you know, kitchen design. Um, you know, we've got some members in our membership group that are interested in kind of going into the world of hospitality. Mm-hmm. And I think what's, you know, so important, especially with hospitality and back of the house is, is understanding the operations of the kitchen and having that be function first over the aesthetics. I think we kind of get sucked into the beauty and, um, you know, food and all this is so, you know, glamorous, kind of like interior design. It's also glamorous Mm -hmm. and we see all the beautiful things, but, you know, one of the most important things of of all of it is functionality of Mm -hmm. making sure it works, not just in the kitchen, but also you know, with staff being able to get the food out to the patrons and to get things running. Exactly. It's definitely a machine. Yep. So can you touch a little bit about um, maybe um, some important features or some mistakes that you've seen or anything that you can kind of give advice on um, designing in this space? Yeah, there's, I mean, there's so much really depending on like if you're starting from a square, like an empty box, you know, of a place to to going into somebody like a turnkey operation that's already there. So anywhere in between there, it's like, I've seen designs for 
like a, like empty building transformations to they build this really rad stuff. We got all these part, local partners from San Diego doing the bar and the coffee and the blah, blah, blah. Right. And I look at it, I'm like, you didn't draw in a refrigerator. <laughs> you didn't draw in space to hold all these cool <laughs> right. keg, kegs. So you, it look, the design looks awesome. Everything looks rad. Yeah. But you, I mean, you need a refrigerator space. You need a trash area. You need, so there's yeah. this, sometimes it's the details, but like, and I'm not even the most detail-oriented person, but those are the things I look for first is like, okay, where are you going to put that? Where are you going to put right, all this right. rad stuff you're doing? So that's one thing is just kind of like, you know, the I guess you would call that maybe like the storage or something like that, you know, for that part mm-hmm. of it, because it's not really part of the aesthetic design, but it's really, right, really right. hard to operate or, or impossible to operate a, a beer, a rad beer place with no refrigerator. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> or like, so like, or like, yeah, they have the most amazing bathroom in San Diego, but the plumbing sucks, you know, or mm-hmm. so... There's just so much that goes into the that part of it, but that's that's more like maybe like the build out. If you're talking specifically design, right. like if you as a as a chef, when I kick the door open to the kitchen or whatever and look in, you know, I want to see everyone that has maybe they hopefully they have space to work, like if it's mm-hmm. prep. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there's space. Hopefully there's a place to rinse things off. You know what I mean? It's ho- hopefully there's yeah. flow a good flow around the, the prep tables to the workspace to the to the refrigerator or the exit or the trash area or whatever it's hopefully there's that because there's actually a lot of cramped kitchens and unusable spaces that um you know that need to be that should be transformed not only for health reasons but just for like ease of work you know like a little bit of elbow room if possible i know that's a lot to ask for sometimes but like they got you got to be able to work you got to be able to like cut things and make a mess and not get it on everything else (laughs) you know what i mean so exactly um so that's part of it and a lot of it does have to do with on your end is like, you know, I don't know. If people still say like the, the feng shui of it all, um, mm-hmm. like the, the where the, where the door is compared to the windows and that kind of stuff. But like right. uh, as as chefs or cooks, you know, who are working for someone else, you don't always have the say in that. So you kind of have to build your space, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking about that when you know when these designers come on board, and I don't know what your experience has been when somebody is doing a build out. Do they consult with you, or have you had? projects where they do consult with you and and mm-hmm. how did that go and versus you know projects where they design it and then they're like okay now you get in here and and work and it doesn't yeah because well. a lot of times it's like an owner or like a first time uh they want they're like i want to open a restaurant or a coffee shop or a bar or whatever the case may be, something in the food service mm-hmm. or hospitality industry and um but they are not from the industry so they're like switching careers and they just kind of wanted to get into this so like and that's really cool, but sometimes they become they become the designer or the the person in, you know in charge of going to the city for all the planning and stuff like that. So like, obviously, without having that experience, it's hard and it takes a lot more work to get into it. But like, mm-hmm. obviously, also if they're not, say, a chef or like a a, a barista or a roaster or whatever the case may be, they they sh- I I feel like it's important to call in your community and and your troops and like get everyone's help on board or and and you know, pay them as much as possible if you yeah. can, because, because, um, it's, it's very important to have multiple eyes on a project like that. Cause like I said, like, uh, if I'm just, if they are consulting me for whatever, if they just say, Hey, can you check this out? You know? Yeah. And I'm looking at it and I like it. the first thing I see is that there's no fridge, you know, it's like, that's a huge thing. The city might not care if you have, you know, that this, the same thing that the chef cares about you know? right. or whatever. Right. There's just so many multiple examples of that, but if I'm brought on as a as a design consultant or whatever, I want to make sure that the the staff is taken care of. 
also because mm -hmm. that's more of like Absolutely. I'm more my team. The customers, they'll get the best experience possible. And then you can always add beautifications like subway tiles mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever you want to do, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> whatever the trendy look is of, of or just right? plain white walls or whatever. But like yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of like to me, that's kind of cosmetic at just a certain degree. It's like, will the staff be able to complete the task based on your design? Yeah, and, and, if, and, and that's you know, the role of the designer, right? Is to make sure it's functional, not just beautiful, but it has to work. I think so, yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of people Absolutely. think the design is probably just the look or the yeah. aesthetic or the cosmetic, which is great. And there's some really rad places in San Diego, of course. But, like, um, you know, you go behind the scenes and then, you know, <laughs> you, you kick open the kitchen door and you the door is hitting somebody in the elbow and they're like, you know, they do yeah. this. You know what I mean? So uh, um, sometimes we... It's kind of like your eyes being bigger than your stomach with food. Sometimes it's like, mm -hmm. you know, we make this rat, this this beautiful facade, and then I don't know. It, it's like it, it's almost like yeah, in the kitchen, just... like cheating, like buy, buying all your food pre-made or whatever. It's like you know they're not really, yeah, you know, you know yeah. where I'm headed. Like they're not making the food; they're just making it look good. They're just prepping it all and putting it together. Um, yeah, Kinda, that yeah. almost reminds that. Yeah, it kind of makes me want to do almost like a workshop of like showing these examples. Okay, this is why this doesn't work. Like what you said, going behind the scenes and really dissecting and analyzing the the spaces that don't work and why they don't work. Um, and it's mm -hmm. hu you're a huge asset for any designer um, that's going to go into this world because I mean, just the mistakes that you'll catch off the bat and the money you know, being saved by bringing someone on like you. It, I mean, that's, it's priceless, really. It's having somebody in the industry, you've been in the industry for decades, having that knowledge, um, you know, you just can't gain that in, you know, a few hours of trying to design a kitchen for the first time. Right. I mean, I guess you could, it's like some of it's like, some of it's common sense, but some of it's stuff you might not even think of, you know, like. But yeah, you they know, would never think of you that. You put the sprayer right here and you're gonna you're about to spray all the dirty dishwater on your food or whatever the case may be. You know, yeah. it's just like things that don't, won't get thought about, basically. You know, they'll get overlooked. But everything is gonna look beautiful Absolutely. in the front. <laughs> 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 the front door is gonna be amazing. The coolest front right. door in the world. But um, yeah, I know what you mean. Um I, and I don't know that I have all the experience of a designer per se. Of course I don't I don't have I'm not an architect or a uh, plan or anything like that but i can no it's more those, of the I can functionality see the, yeah the, <laughs> i can see the flow um mm -hmm. you know i do like to go into a, like a ritual i have in the kitchen is sometimes if i'm the first one there i love the quiet and the cold of that mm -hmm. and then i can i don't even some, i don't even really play music sometimes um because because sometimes yeah, i'll play nice. like really like loud and abrasive music to like kind of that which actually helps me center because of my, I have ADD, have ADHD, whatever you want to call it, and then um, the loud music actually makes me focus on something. Oh, wow. So sometimes, if I don't have the music on, that means my thoughts are just kind of like swirling all around the kitchen. And you know, I think of all the, the day's tasks and oh, the, or the design, like oh, I wish this would have changed or whatever the case may be. I can yeah. get bombarded yeah. by the silence. I can get like overwhelmed by the stuff that has to be done because I'm not focusing on, you know. Mm whatever on one thing or two things or we call it hyper focus in the in the ADD world but um Got it. so the ritual would be that I go in and it's quiet and I look around and I listen to the silence a little bit and I you know kind of let myself like <laughs> I guess I just let myself kind of breathe in the room and kind of become you know in that because if I just jump right from my car and I have my coffee and I walk in I'm like what's up everybody let's go 
Like, yeah, yeah. you can do that too. You can do that too, but it's a definitely a different energy it's for different me, energy, speaking for me for personally. Sure. Um, it's like, boom. And everyone's like, whoa, what's up? You know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I don't, it's you know, shock. I'm not like high <laughs> on drugs or cocaine or whatever. Like, you know, but I'm just like, I come in and like, they're like, oh, what? You're so, you're so high, so crazy. Cause they're just in there. It's all quiet. It's chill. And sometimes I don't want to break that. Sometimes I don't want to break that vibe, but sometimes I really want to kick in there and, you know, wake them up and <laughs> something like that. So if I'm the first one there though, I don't have any, I don't really need to, you know, Go kick ahead. in that crazy energy, right? Like at five in the morning or whatever, you know, <laughs> or if I'm the last one there, I don't, I don't really have to be as energetic or whatever. So I think that sometimes with the design, like a dark room looks really can be really macabre or whatever you know like or a really bright room with natural sunlight can really bring up the energy of people it's depending on that person yeah you know? like and i know for a fact that if my wife who's an art therapist designs a room it's going to be almost all natural light all, all very light bright lots of tons of plants and um, beautiful artwork whereas if i designed it to be a little bit more like you know this kind of stuff behind like yeah. darker colors rock and roll you know coffee and beer kind of stuff so it's yeah. just like <laughs> the, the energy <laughs> of, of our of our own personality should come out in the design a little bit, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that I think that if I if it was my design or whatever in the kitchen or the building, yeah, I I, I would be able to um, enjoy my enjoy my own energy a little bit more, you know. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I love you talking about you know bringing in that ritual. Um, what other I know you spoke a little bit about the music centering you. Do you do anything else that kind of gets you grounded or centered, um, keeps you in that space? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a challenge to honestly to like meditate or just be still. Um, yeah. Sometimes on the car ride to work, I, I have it totally quiet. Like, no, you know, I'm I'm also in the podcast world, so I tend to listen to a lot of podcasts or whatever. But then I, I realized mm -hmm. after a while, I was like, it's just like I just I'm just hearing the same voices over and over. It's like talking. Um, and I'm, and I really want, I just really could use some silence right now or whatever. Yeah, um, and that's same. a real challenge to like, really, really listen to myself, hearing that or tell mm -hmm. myself that I need to not hear that or whatever. It's like, sometimes the silent riot is like really refreshing, um, for me. So that's kind of a, that's kind of a ritual. I try to do that maybe once a week, just be mm -hmm. silent the whole way there and back. Um, and you know, cause I, I don't, I don't ride with anyone in the car, so. I can just be yeah, really quiet yeah. and even speak out loud like hmm what am i hearing or you know whatever it's just it's just me <laughs> yeah so so that's a thing and then um i think with the with the music part i sometimes if i'm off or if i'm like i'm if i'm not working i'll i'll actually just play an instrument or you know come into the studio and record something the music because or i mean my 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 actual podcast is food and music pairings so i am like what am i i really try to make it a point to say what am i what music am I feeling when I make this drink or make drink this coffee or whatever the case may be? So, so I do a lot of actual food and music pairings in real life as, as the chef. Yeah, that's so amazing. <laughs> I, try to, I try to do it. I try to make it a point to, to continue learning that because I don't want to ever stop learning about, you know, food and music or myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's so rad. Can you tell us a bit about the podcast? I know you just mentioned it a little bit, but if anyone wanted to sure. experience the pairings of the two and... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's food and music is life. Yes, and that means family. That's that's family. Um, just by just because it, it means a lot of things. The family part is it's the family cast. That's the name of it. So, but uh, 
you know, in the kitchen, they, we have family meal and, or we have, you know, we, we treat each other like a family sometimes for, for better or worse. And, um, yeah. <laughs> the last part of the, that like little, uh, acronym or anagram or whatever is, is yes. It's food and music is life comma. Yes. Cause we always say, uh, yes, chef or in the kitchen or, mm. or if I ask a question, I go like, instead of like, did you hear me? I go, yes. If I'm asking them something, they go, yes. Right. So we say that a lot in the in the kitchen in my kitchen. Um, Got it. And uh, my son's starting to work in the industry too, and he, so he, sometimes he'll answer me back on a text like "Yes, chef." I'm like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> you, don't have to say, you don't have to say "Yes, chef" to me, but it's funny when he does it. It's like kind of like, like I don't want him to say like "Yes, sir" or whatever. But um, yeah, but we do. Yeah. So I was having all these rad conversations with, with music people or food people or you know people in the industry all the time already because of just my two worlds. And some yeah. of the people have interconnected, you know, place jobs or ex-musicians now are coffee roasters or distillers or Rad. own bars or whatever. And there's a lot in San Diego, actually. Um, but there's a lot all over the country of people that I've known from either doing music or food throughout my years. Um, they've they've uh, combined their careers and, you know, you know, o- opened a brewery or, or a restaurant mm. and stuff like that or mm. or. There's people who used to be in the industry because, you know, people have the industry jobs in the restaurants and now they are, um, they went full time with music or whatever. Or so. so there's just so many, so many of my friends I was talking to, I was like, let's, I'm just going to start recording these conversations and putting out a podcast during like, you know, mid, yeah. mid pandemic or something like that. I decided, yeah, woke yeah. up one Sunday morning. It's like, I'm just going to start the podcast and call it, do something about food and music pairings. So I put on playlists on there and say like this, this song would be this part of the menu or this makes me feel like eating this food or whatever the case may be. And, uh, yeah, I'm about a, about a hundred episodes on and interviews and, uh, there's like recipe stuff on there. And I talk about vinyl records on that show and, um, I just have fun doing it because I'm obviously still chefing and still playing music. So Mm -hmm. I'm still, I'm still personally, personally pairing food and music together in my own life. So why not talk to people who are still doing it? You know, touring musicians, if they're coming through San Diego, I'll talk to them or I'll do, I'll go on location to my friend's bars or whatever, wherever I meet people where they are. So, and there's a lot of cool people in San Diego that I could just go talk to about it or just get on, get on the computer real quick and talk to somebody in Boston or whatever. So there's still, I I still have a lot of people on my list (laughs) to talk to, but the names, sometimes the names are are almost too big for for me to reach, but I'm still putting it out there that, you know. Like like Killer Mike from Run the Jewels owns owns food trucks and does a lot of stuff for his community and he's an activist but he's like one of the oh hugest rappers and but he's a food guy you know so yeah. there's, there's there's always something to talk about I I talk to some of my music uh music heroes and they're like I don't really know anything about food I was like oh we don't we don't really have to talk about food it'll just naturally come up yeah, probably because yeah. you're a vegan yeah. and we can talk about that lifestyle yeah. and I know I can speak I can really speak into vegan food because we do a lot of cooking like that in the kitchen. And I can pair it with your your music for you. They're like, I don't know. I'm like, just so let's just talk. Cool. Let's just talk, and it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so, did they get super surprised and excited once they actually get on? Because that that was something that I've you know discovered by talking to people. Yeah, I think so. Because um, because the more we talk, just like kind of like regular dialogue, yeah. the more stuff's going to come out about you know your childhood, and they'll be like, see, that's where you got it. That's where you learned how to. Mm-hmm. That's where you learned for your love of, of coffee, or that's why you became a vegan, or whatever. I can. It, yeah. through the conversation I can discover more about them and and maybe even my own life who knows like you know oh okay they're like when did you what do you like about my music you know they'll ask me <laughs> and, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah, it helps of course. me discover they my own journey it helps me discover like why I 
why I actually like this this yeah. you know drink or music or whatever because when I do the food and music uh, tasting din- pairing dinners or whatever mm-hmm. I'm like okay everybody time to use six senses on this this beer and food just like pick touch the glass there's your touch you know smell it look at it you know those are three <laughs> senses and then we taste it yeah. and then we talk about how tasting works and then we get into a little bit of science of the body and you know physiology and uh, and then um and like and when i'm bringing in your sixth sense i'm not talking about like the movie i'm talking about like next time you hear this song you're going to remember my tacos or whatever or you're going to remember this yeah. pairing and so we've just created this, this three-way experience of next time you eat this taco or next time you drink this drink you're going to remember this day you're going to remember this moment so we've created we've magnetized this moment in time together of course but like here's why you're using mm-hmm. All your senses at once. You are remembering this. You're with your friends or whatever. You're learning. We're all learning together. And um, I'm practicing hospitality and teaching, which are my gift, my main gifts. And um, and you're eating good food. <laughs> so and listening to good music. <laughs> and so those so those are the those are the natural pairings of food and music working together. I was going to ask, when do you do these pairings, and how can people get on your list and and experience um, this? We were, I was doing a lot before we, the kitchen got the, the kitchen got shut down for a little bit, you know, in pandemic times. Um, but, so we were doing like all kinds of brunches and dinners with the food truck and stuff like that. Now I'm starting to pick it up again. I got one coming up in, on like June 11th up in North County. Um, and we're going to be doing some summer food with with different beers and stuff like that with Booze Brothers. So that's fun. I'm planning. I want to plan some some more stuff with like I want to get back into planning stuff with. Um, I tried to rotate it so like a be- a brewery a distillery and a co- a coffee stuff. So coffee would be more on, on the brunch end. So Got it. Usually sometimes we did it with dinner too, but uh, rotate those, uh, you know, three times a quarter kind of thing. Um, and the, whether that's at my kitchen or someone's venue or a brewery or a house, someone's house, you know, we do a lot of stuff mm. at people's houses too. Um, or farms, of course. So it's, it's just fun to keep that going, rotate it because there's so many seasonal vegetables you can use and different yeah. You know, people have a, a release calendar for if they're releasing different beverages or anything like that. And I've worked with national brands too, but it doesn't seem like it's as fun in my heart because it's not like local for San sure. Diego. You know, even if they have, it's a San Diego company that's bigger than another one or whatever, it's still like, you know, yeah. working with like a giant company from Texas or Colorado is like, that's cool. It's really good product, like really good bourbon yeah. or whatever it is. But like, I'd rather, I'd rather, like I said, keep the dollar here. Um, because eventually my, you know, maybe my kids will be working here in the industry. So I want to so make amazing. sure that those companies are still around or the farm is still around yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you've, I have fun doing it. You've so got my, next one's June 11th. you've got my juices going June 11th. Okay. And I, <laughs> I would love to do this for the design Kevin. Um, I'm already thinking about like, um, 12 senses is a, um, boutique hotel here in Encinitas mm-hmm. and everything she did uh, with the design is completely sustainable and green and she Perfect. designed the four rooms based on the four elements um, and I've been wanting to do a tour there and she has an amazing rooftop um, which would be beautiful for a dinner um, so that might be something yeah, totally. that we could do in the world. Count me in. Yeah. To- um, we can do it as cra- as lavish or as casual like any there's any level it just depends on you know, you or the, the host or whatever, the client, um, you know, plated or like, or like an open grill where they all stand around the grill. And I talk about that whole process of fire and, you know, those, those elements and like oh, how the wind and the air works now. So stuff like that. So, um, I really like my favorite, favorite is cooking outdoors yeah. on an open fire, you know, 
with that Perfect. kind of stuff. She's got a grill up there up. on the rooftop. Oh my God. That's how I grew so up. It's just like, you know, <laughs> the backyard parties, whether it was with, with my Filipino friends or my Mexican family or whatever. It's like the grill is the, is the, the grill is called, it's almost like a connection to like, if you can get weird for a second, it's like, you know, you're yeah. directly going into like the, the liquid magma of the earth. And it's like this portal, oh you know, cause you're like, just really so like rad. you're standing there. Everyone's, everyone's standing there. Everyone's footing is in the same area. And we're all like really grounded cause we're, we're stuck talking to each other at this fire you know and you can you see it at campfires too like people stare at the yeah. fire you, yeah when everyone's talking and when you go into like a trance. The fire you cannot help it <laughs> you do <laughs> it's true that, and that's why i think that's the reason why we put on the video of the fire like the you know yeah. if you want the fire if you don't want to have a fireplace you still want the video of the fireplace or whatever because mm -hmm. like yeah it's it's transful and imagine then you get to cook food over that fire like that's crazy so that's really my, my, my number one favorite thing is, is the open fire thing. So I, I bring that element a lot to, to the dinners or the brunches or the event. Mm -hmm. Um, and it smells good too. It smells amazing. And just having that fire. Let's do it. With food, yeah. You know, you taste. Okay, sweet. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited. It's so rad. I just, I love anything that's interactive like that. And I love that you mm -hmm. connect with all the senses. Cause when we're designing, we're also, you know, I'm, I'm reminding them to connect with every sense including smell and, yeah. and taste and the sound that we're bringing into um these spaces and, and you're doing it with all the things that you have trying to yeah trying to <laughs> love it so great well are there any um other events or things that we should be aware of um to to connect with you to experience um all the goodness that you're bringing into the world i'm talking with some of the um i'm talking with more of the music venues now now that kind of okay. everything's back ish, back ish to normal ish, um, yep. about going, you know, sometimes there's a concert and there's no food places open at the, if it's a yeah. later concert or whatever, like yeah. a place like, I mean, for example, like Casbah or Brick by Brick, they have really late shows and the restaurants are closed down by like nine or 10 that are all around them, you know, maybe a bar, but those are, they already have bars. So, you know, whatever, but food, there's no food. Everyone's going to come out either they're going to the show at 10 or if they're coming out at like one in the morning. You know, that's why back in the day or, or like all over City Heights or wherever there's like taco pop ups outside of a liquor store or whatever. It's like those places are, are banging. You know, everyone wants that, yeah. you know, like or if I leave a music festival, there's a hot dog cart. It's like I'm buying the hot dog, right? you know, <laughs> so um, I'm trying to yeah, work more yeah. with that. Like um, maybe maybe not getting the, all the way with the food truck out there or whatever, but because um, we have the, food the truck, we can possibly do yeah. that. But but because uh, there's not a lot of space on the streets for that nowadays, but um just like figuring out a way to to be hospitable to like concert goers and stuff like that because the venues mm -hmm. you know they don't want to start they don't want to be cooking food. they don't want to be doing food stuff like no and, and thing, i'm so. glad that you mentioned that um with casbah because i know that's why starlight had was created mm -hmm. to capture those people before and after mm -hmm. but during the shutdown of everything i remember when um casbah would have tacos and we would be there like every thursday or friday right. and they would yeah. serve that food you know, and I was, it was yeah. the best and I wish <laughs> they would bring it back, but, um, it's a yeah, no brainer doing something with, mm -hmm. so perfect. like, I want to talk to, I've been talking to some, some more of the music places, um, you know, like, uh, soda bar is a little bit different. They have concerts, but they, there's still a couple of food places around there that you can get, but not at late. I'm talking about, I'm not talking yeah. about going somewhere and getting, it. I'm talking Past about like hours. being right there or being right in front, yeah. you know, or indoors or whatever. So like just doing it. And also of course, then I could help cater with the band too like do the do the green yeah. room or whatever so 
not that those venues have like huge green rooms, but like at least helping with the band. It'd be nice to somehow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I love it. I love Let's it do all. it. Um, sweet. Okay, <laughs> we you're gonna do that because that's gonna be fantastic. And how can we spoke find it you? And it's happening. <laughs> yes, we spoke it out, and the magic is coming. And okay. uh, we will be connecting with all those people. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So how can people find you? Where can they follow you and connect with you? Mm-hmm. Well, you can come to the kitchen for lunch during the week. You know, like it's not. It's not. Oh, it's not like open. Hours? No, 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 no. Okay. No, we just have family meal every day. So at, around lunchtime, um, Monday through Friday, basically, or Tuesday through Saturday, depending on the week. Okay. But we're always having lunch together, and I'm always inviting people in to come and try the food or just to eat with us or whatever. Um, and some people have done it. You know, they just come by or they'll come in the the back and. Because we're always making something. We're always testing sauces and recipes. Okay. I'm, I'll put a fork in your mouth and be like, yeah, here, this, try okay. this. Um, but that's 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 a Harvest Kitchen. So harvestkitchen.com okay. is the is the place, is the is the company. And so we're all over the place. We're everywhere from the border up to Joshua Tree and every, everything in between. Um, Malibu and everything like that. So all kinds of crazy stuff with the company. And then I'm I'm personally, the, the family cast is the Instagram handle, the family cast. Um, those are my, my two main things outside of outside of personal world, but personal life, you know, cool. Josh Kemp. Because cool. um, I just, yeah, I, I try to build separate, you know, prof- Instagram profiles for the things I'm doing because yeah. I went, after when I was just like independent and popping up everywhere and doing gigs, I, I had it all on my main page. And then I was like, whoa, this, I feel like this is really crowding my life. You know, like yeah. Yeah. I'm going to make separate things I from my cooking. Yeah podcast has one the music has you know that kind of stuff yeah. people are like i'm confused i was like eh, it's all linked on there it's fine <laughs> it's all you can find it really easily just go to my you know my main one or whatever so mm-hmm. those are the, like mm-hmm. i think those are the main things um okay. and then that's how i collaborate with everybody so whether it's podcasting or harvest kitchening or music or life um, yeah you can find me through through you <laughs> yeah you can find yeah absolutely and we'll have all your links in the show notes so people can can find you and Oh, got it. Okay. And yeah. then, yeah, so we'll have everything there for them. So it's it makes it super easy. Um, and then your podcast will be there and you'll have your own page. So you can even share that um, with anyone as nice. well. And yeah, and I, I didn't even mention how we met, but we met at a food event because um, my husband's yeah. in the food and, and beverage industry. And we just mm-hmm. got to talking and uh, we found out we each had a podcast and um, there it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, that was a cool event. Shout out to Danny in Liquid City. Um, I had to, you know, if you're into cheese, that's a good one to go to. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Cheese, food, all the things. Mm. Alrighty, Josh. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And I appreciate your time and just sharing your expertise in the back of the house, you know, with hospitality, design, and, and all the wonderful things that you're doing. And we're going to be collaborating on some pretty rad events. So. Yeah. Anytime. Let me know. Um, how I can help you or help people. I like doing it. Awesome. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. You've been listening to the Holistic Interior Design Business Podcast. If it's one that you have been enjoying, please share with anyone else that you think can benefit from this knowledge and leave us a five-star review that helps us get seen and found by other new and aspiring interior designers. And if you're looking for mentorship, I invite you to join our club here at the Design Coven. It's a bridge between school and real life interior design. We get in much deeper there. We have virtual and in-person 
event. So everyone is welcome. You don't need to have a design degree to be part of it. Just an interest in holistic interior design. I also want to thank our editor, Marcy Ferry and Kinseth Thibodeau, who is our music composer. Until next time, be well, and we will see each other soon.